Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Bethel Radio Hour, where Bible study and radio collide. Tonight is a very special BRH in that instead of our normal topics of discussion, we will be sharing our reactions to Brother Larry Barker's message this last Sunday at Bethel and delve into church planting strategies while also sharing a little holiday fun. Tonight is also special because as half of our panel is downstairs helping with the Awana Grand Prix cutout night, we have former BRH panelist Tara Yerke filling in. Hey. Thank you, Tara. Hey. Can you give us a little bit of an introduction for any new listeners of yourself? Oh, well, um, I am helping with Awana right now. I've been called to the trenches. Um, <laughs> but once upon a time, I was on Bethel Radio Hour for several years, actually. The start. Really enjoyed it. Um, but I felt that God was calling me to help with the littles, and um, I've really enjoyed that. It's had peaks and valleys, <laughs> I will not lie. But I've, I've missed you guys. Truth be told, if I'm being 100% honest, you've gotten all fancy, super high-tech. <laughs> Molly took it to a whole other level. I like came in and said, I wouldn't stay unless you bring it up to these standards. <laughs> yep, yep. So Molly has just, you know, taken the ball and ran. So they needed her to hit the scene and for me to exit is what. <laughs> I'm just really good at spending money. I should say, she works like her dad. She doesn't let anybody put a budget on her. <laughs> But I have missed you guys. So Same but here. I've been a member here for a, a tender for a lot of years. Of, I call Bethel home. Amen. Yes. And I like I say, because if my memory serves me and it seldom does, this all started probably eight years ago now, six for sure, when we were introducing new deacons. And so I talked to you about basically being what Molly is now, the producer of a three to four panel discussion would call it Bethel Radio Hour, and uh, you, I, I can't remember if I actually started, and then once everything was ready with the deacons, I left for six months or so and then come back, but it seems like you helmed the ship yeah, during that time. Yeah, it's about nine years. I yeah. remember my daughter kind of crawling up well, the there stage, you go. so she's 10 now. She's so 10 now. Yeah. There you go. That sounds about right. A very, very long time, but that's awesome. Um Okay, sorry, I lost my spot in my notes. The one thing that is not special tonight is me, Molly Kingston, your producer, as normal, and Pastor Ben Kingston on the on the panel. Uh, gentlemen and ladies, riddle me this. Why do pilgrims' pants always fall down? Mm. Pilgrims' pants always fell, fall down. Mm -hmm. They haven't filled in their buffet pants from all the... Beast. That's what, there's where my mind goes. They haven't eaten yet. <laughs> oh, I was right. No, I'm, I'm just repeating your answer. That's oh. not the answer, but that's a good Darn. one. I, unlike last week, because I got it last week. I don't have anything mine. Okay, so this one, since you don't have an audience to phone in, because they wear their belt buckles on their hats. Oh, <laughs> that is such a dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's yeah. good. I like that. Yep. So if you got it... Uh, before I gave the answer in the comments on the Facebook post, you can just say it in the comments and make sure that if we, since we don't have a live audience tonight, we highly encourage online um, participation in any topics of discussions that we broach. And as always, like and comment the Facebook post and share so that others can join in on the fun. So, Dad, I'm going to let you take the helm. Because this was your dream baby. Yeah, well, you know, you had said, what do you think about still doing a BRH uh, Wednesday night? We normally just dismiss for this time, but just trying to stay more consistent, you know, for those that do listen uh, on BethelOwendale.com uh, and the such. 
You know, I've watched a ton of reaction videos on YouTube and the such. Well, this isn't going to be like one of those from the standpoint of we're not going to play his sermon and then turn around and, you know, discuss it uh, bit by bit or piece by piece. As much as I took copious notes and we're going to go line by line from the notes that I took uh, and comment. Brother Larry Barker is vice president of church planting and church strategies in North America of our national BMA work. And he's also a regional coordinator of the Romania uh, missions work uh, of our department or association. So with that said, uh, we started something years ago now and, and we're, you know, as missions director of the state of Missouri, BAMO we call it, Baptist Missionary Association of Missouri. We're trying to get our churches to assess, and one of the assessment questions is, does your church have a missionary at least once a year? Well, you know, when I wrote that assessment four years ago, the answer was no for Bethel, and that's my fault as the pastor. I don't schedule missionaries. So the whole point of the assessment is to raise the bar of awareness of, number one, our own missions program, and then number two, uh, raise the awareness of our need to be missionaries in our own local churches. So uh, as a result, once a year, I try to have at least one missionary. Uh, we've had Brother Mike Quillman, uh, we've, and I, right now my memory's not serving me, the other people we've had, but uh, I think Charlie Costa has come during that time as well. Uh, he's missionary to Lebanon uh, and really the regional coordinator of the Middle East. And uh, so, Larry, it, it just all worked. Larry was already coming up here to meet with Brother Juan Fernandez, our uh, national and local missionary to Hispanics in St. Louis. And so, you know, he, he's going to be, we're going to go to a meeting on Friday. And I said, well, what are you doing Sunday? And he said, well, I'm looking for a place, you know. And I said, well, Bethel will have you gladly. So that brought this opportunity to react to his message. His message was about the model prayer and we'll get more into the church strategy part later in the uh you know in this episode but the model prayer from matthew 6 and so uh one of the things that everybody that's a part of bethel knows that two decembers ago i went to uh a prayer retreat led by brother larry barker and that has been a pivotal changing point in my life. I've referred to it a lot in my messages and the such. So I came across this knowing that we were going to talk about it. It seemed, you know, it's beyond coincidence that he talks about the model prayer and, and basically shares his story uh, about how he got challenged to pray. He, as a missionary, a church planning missionary in Illinois, heard a man preach and asked this question, uh, do you spend 30 minutes or more in prayer a day? Well, I, you know, I don't know what most Christians would answer to that, but before two Decembers ago, I could not answer yes. And so uh, he had the same experience for him. It was years and years ago. Uh, so when he came to this prayer retreat, retreat, uh, you've got the little booklets because I actually had uh, three total. So, you know, it just says prayer retreat on the front, you open it up, and it's just got one simple, once you get past the, you know, the breakdown, one simple question for each segment, and, and the retreat consists of four segments, 
a 45-minute talk about the subject of the time, and then you're released for an hour to pray through that topic. So section one is praise. So his question is, what do I need to know about God? And, and I'm telling you, you know, as simple of a question as that is, it takes every bit of an hour to work through that. And then session two, repent. What do I need to see about myself? So the retreat, that was Friday. You know, we did, uh, it took us three hours to work through those two sessions. Uh, and then, I'm sorry, closer to four. Then Saturday, session three, ask, what do I need to realize about my needs? And then session number four, yield, what do I need to surrender in my life? Well, you know, we don't have time, obviously, to go through everything that came to heart and mind for me on that session. But I wanted you guys, and y'all take that home with you type thing uh, if you want to. But, uh, you know, the first thing I wrote down in my notes was how much time do we actually spend praying? You know, when you guys heard him say, uh, the preacher challenged him, you know, how to spend 30 minutes a day with God, what, what was your reaction? Did you did you personalize it? You know, what did you do with it? Well, I'd say prayer has become a huge theme in my life recently. Um, when I realized that I wanted to have a stronger prayer life, but I wasn't really doing anything to improve it. Like I'll get up early to do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I'll stay up late to do a lot of things. My day is filled with a lot of things, mm -hmm. and I wasn't making prayer the priority that it needed to be. Um, which, you know, when in doubt, learn, figured out. So, right. I mean, where did I go? Of course, to Amazon and looked up books on prayer. Right. Amen. I kid you not. Amen. And I found a book. I actually got to hear this gentleman speak over the summer, um, Paul Miller, and he wrote A Praying Life, which is also, and he wrote another book called A Praying Church. Um, it's become a whole seminar. Like, you can go to seminars on prayer. Uh, we're reading the book in our small group right now. But just the challenge of if you aren't spending time in prayer, I don't know how you're growing. Mm -hmm. You're not. You're so not. that you're was not. very convicting for me. Um, I thought what was interesting is he came to talk about missions, and what does he preach about? Prayer. Right. He didn't say it, at least not in the first service, but it felt like before we do anything else, prayer has to be a priority. That was my takeaway, although he didn't say it. No, absolutely. And, and that's one of the things I love about Larry and most missionaries. They want to talk about their field, but they also want to preach. I mean, they, they want to share God's word. Uh, they're getting to preach to their mission field. They want to preach to people that aren't in their mission field about what God can do, just as he's doing on the mission field, he, he can do for you. You know, and, and it, it's come as a very, I think, at a very pivotal time for our church here uh, be, because the Lord is blessing. And, you know, as these, you know, people call them uh, blessed problems, you know, but a, as our church grows, we're going to have all sorts of issues and problems to work through. Praise the Lord, we'll have that opportunity to do that. But we'll have to pray. Right. If, we, if we don't make prayer the priority, we're going to make some very poor decisions, in my humble opinion. So as my prayer life has changed, one of my prayers, and I shared this with our ladies group that meets on Sundays, that 
I am praying that our church prays. Amen. One of my prayers for Bethel is that our members and attenders begin to make prayer a priority. Mm. Um, Specifically, how I pray that is, I pray that we'll see sin in our life that we aren't Mm. currently seeing, that we'll confess Mm. it, that we'll turn from it, that we'll be about prayer. Um, And interestingly, as I've been praying that, we've been seeing things change. I mean, you can't deny that Mm. things are moving um, and that's not on account of just like my prayers no, no, by amen. any stretch, but this has been at work for quite a while, amen. but it's not hurting. And no. I've told people, <laughs> join me in praying that our church prays. 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 And if you're not sure how to pray, I've even prayed like, God, help me to pray better. Yeah. Um, well, because, that's what the disciples did. Yeah. Lord help, you know, cause praying is talking to God. So they prayed to God, teach us to pray. <laughs> so in asking him, they prayed. You know, uh, th- that's how you get things done. Uh, well, so there was two things that he brought out before he got really deep into the passage itself. You know, so you've got the axe method, mm-hmm. uh, adore, which is worship, confess, thanksgiving, and supplication. But he basically, he just gave lip service to that and set it aside. And then he shared what, what that guy shared on that day, prayer, pray. Praise, repent, ask, and yield. And that's what that prayer retreat booklet is all about. Um, and so, you know, and I don't think we need to go into those two. I just wanted to, to mention that. So, to, to But those are good models if you're not sure models. how to pray. That's right. And as we're seeing a lot of new people that are new to Christianity, period, coming, which is so awesome. Mm. Yes, it is. Um, may not know how to pray. And that's just a really good model. And I think it's it's important for us to just assume that they don't. Right. And and then, you know, I think it would be nice to ask the question, you know, uh, can, can I ask you, do you feel like you have confidence in this area? And if you do not, I'd love to, to help you. Two of the families out of the probably, you know, six or eight right now that are looking at our church they just came right out and said, we don't know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. We, well, we don't know what to do. If I'm being honest, I mean, I think there's a lot of Christians that have come to church for several years that aren't exactly sure how to pray. Correct. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. What no. is it? Like because a problem, that's our responsibility a as a problem church. well stated is a problem, a problem half solved. solved. <laughs> and I mean, that's why there's books on prayer. I got one for myself, but I mean, I would say it's taking me years to really understand prayer. And I feel like I have decades more (laughs) to learn along the way so two years ago when I came away from that prayer retreat my dream and idea was once a quarter for sure if not once a month on a Thursday because that's just probably the best day for me but it doesn't have to be me that does it is that you know there's six to eight chairs that'll fit around that conference table over at the MC and to just have a prayer retreat on that day because you just need essentially six to eight hours, you know, uh, because you're going to have your 45-minute talk explaining what you're fixing to do and then go do it for an hour, you know, and as long as you got uh, nice weather, you can just go outside and have your time, you know, with God and then come back uh, and the such. So that is something I do plan to be introducing, and again, I, I don't have any significance or security wrapped up into it that it has to be me that leads it. Uh, it just needs to be somebody with, a, you know, with a passion for prayer. Well, so he dives in here, uh, thy name, uh, thy name, hallowed be thy name. And so, you know, he broke it down uh, into, you know, each phrase and the such. 
Did any either one of you get an opportunity to look at the definition of the word hallowed? No. Okay. So Webster really didn't serve in this area. So you know who I had to turn to. Uh, I went to John MacArthur. I was about to say John MacArthur. Yeah. <laughs> and, and essentially, and I also went to J. Vernon McGee, and they basically said the same thing. Uh, hallowed is, you know, holy. Uh, now in Webster, he said it's basically empty space. You know, well, that, that doesn't do it for me. And I don't think that that's what the translators were going for. Right, well, isn't that like what we call graveyards, like it's hallowed ground. Yeah, 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 hallowed ground. So it's set apart. That's what the word holy means. That, that graveyard has been set apart for deceased Christians. So in this case, thy name has been set apart. We, and he, uh, J. Vernon McGee talked about Abraham. Abraham was called the friend of God. Why? He did what God told him to do. He obeyed God. And uh, J. Vernon brought out verses throughout that period of the Genesis, Abraham's life, excuse me, that the people living in that area, they were obviously pagan. They didn't know nothing, know anything about God. They attributed Abraham's holy life as to why they believed in his God. In other words, something outside of you is making you do this, and you're happy to do it. Well, um, you know, pagans create gods so that they can have an excuse to do what they want to do. And it's not holy. It's not honest. It's not wholesome. Whereas Abraham was an honest man. He did things the right way. And so they knew. <laughs> this is something outside of you, you know. So... Just wanted to, to well, that to, doesn't sound so different than how it should be in us today. Correct. Like no, it's not still at all. Look at us and say it's one hundred percent. Yeah, this is, we ought to be doing exactly what Abraham was doing. What Larry said here is when uh, when does God's presence show up? Well, I mean, the first word that comes to mind is obedience, uh, and of course, he talked about praise. Uh, God inhabits the praises of His people. You know, so when you and I tell God how holy he is, he inhabits that, you know, and I can't speak for you two ladies, but one of the reasons that I struggle with giving my time to prayer is because the flesh fights against it. The devil fights it, fights against it. The world fights against it. And it almost... If the devil can make you and I think this is hokey, then he's got us. He and always wants us to doubt. Like, right. is this even working? Right, right, yeah, yeah. Is this worth it? Oh, okay, God. I mean, you know, yeah, if I got to sit here and brag on you, you know, yeah. and such of that nature. And, and, and well, <laughs> that's blasphemous. Well, you know? yeah, I think too. We have a tr we have trouble, especially we're the busiest, most distracted society of all times. Um, like you can't even sit here without your watch dinging, your phone going off. Like right. there's constant interruption. Just, that's a good. We have a really hard time just being still. Mm -hmm. Right. And I guess for me, there's always this need to, I need to be getting something else done. Yes. I, so why sit here and pray about it when I can just get after trying to fix it myself? Right. That's where I have gotten myself in a lot of trouble. Amen. Yeah, the well, be still and know that I am God, I think, right. is a, a lost concept on our generations. Yeah, being still is, is our issue. Yeah. 
so that's why that word retreat is so important. Now, I'm convinced in our busy lives, we can come up with something to break or fight that distraction, whether it's the breakfast nook in our home, whether it's the rock in the, you know, you know you've got 20 acres type thing to walk out on. You know, you find you a spot, whatever the case may be. There's a rock over here, you know, I'm pointing to property uh, that John Smith found years ago. And he'd go stand on it, you know, and he was separated. I think, quote, the old timers, if you will, that had prayer closets had it right. Yes. Like, I almost think that there is something about that. Um, Like, we currently have an HVAC room that's a little overrun with a lot of... Just storage. Storage. Yes. We'll call it storage. <laughs> Lightly, I'll say storage. Um, and I told my husband, I want to clean that out. And he goes, oh, yeah, I do too. It's, it's really bothering me. I go, no, I want to make a prayer room down there. there. You go. Amen. <laughs> but I think that's the only way to really, you it, almost have you, to get away. to seclude yourself to, to some level. Now, Dawn and I, when the alarm goes off, we just turn to each other in the bed, and that's our time. We're, we're praying we're re- listening to the Word of God, whatever the case may be, we are separated, you know. And so, like I say, it's got to be something, you know. Uh, and, and some people I could envision going to their car, you know, and, and maybe it's the drive, you know. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of folks that it's so little bit, not, not as much as it was at one time, but Longdale is a bedroom community to some level, you know. Most folks don't go to Longdale to work. They go somewhere else. Right. Well, you pray during that time. You know, mm-hmm. you, you've got a 30-minute drive. Yeah, uh, that's typically when I do it, right. for sure. Yeah. So uh, I want to share with you an Emmanuel Kant quote that John MacArthur quoted. The law within us and the starry skies above us drive us to God. The law within us and the starry skies above us drive us to God. Now, I went hunting last week on a Thursday night Actually, sorry, it was Wednesday night was when I drove up there after we did our BRH and I got in the truck and went. When I got there, stepped out, and boy, I mean, the stars were just amazing. And and I got convicted. And I told Dawn the other day, I, I, I don't spend enough time gazing at the stars, worshiping the Lord. You know, because it, it's those types of events that you realize, you know, how small we are. The law within us, the starry skies above us, drive us to God. Okay, so that thy name be hallowed. Thy kingdom come. Uh, So he basically said we're asking him for help to do his kingdom work his way. John MacArthur said praying for his kingdom to come is to pray for the program of the eternal deity to be fulfilled. For Christ to come and reign as King of kings and Lord of lords, his program and his plan should be the preoccupation of our lives and of our prayers. Now, that's lofty talk. I I don't know that I hit that in a 24-hour period more than, you know, hopefully several hours, but but I know I struggle on a daily basis with Ben's kingdom, you know, with with Bethel's kingdom, in air quotes. But, you know, how successful am I being hitting 24-7 for God's kingdom? You know, and and again, that that all that means is I need to pray more. <laughs> I think too, it's a little bit. I think for me, it's more of a making sure the lines are blurred, so it's not just 
I'm working for God's kingdom here at church and then I'm not at school. Like to make sure that it's not so much I'm like I bring God's kingdom to my kingdom. I marry my kingdom into his, you know, like a joining of the Mm -hmm. two, because then if I'm constantly like while I'm because you're not always going to be thinking about, like you said, lofty thoughts. You're not Mm -hmm. always thinking Mm -hmm. of heaven's kingdom necessarily. But if you are constantly thinking of your I don't even know how I'm trying to explain it. I have words in my head that they're not coming out of my mouth. Well, okay, so I I think there's a fine line there that that I think is right. But then if you get on the other side of that line, you know, okay, God, this is me time. You know, I'll get to you later. Obviously, that's not what you're saying. No, and yeah, and so I'm thinking, I'm thinking you need to blend those. Yeah. Like that there is no such a thing as a you time anymore. Right. Right. I think how I've said it is I've spent too many years building my own kingdom and not God's. Like, my focus for far too many years and far too much time has been on my own kingdom. Mm. I don't know another way to say it. Like, my own success, my own family, our home, and worried more excessively about that than am I building God's kingdom, which is what we have been called to do. Right. been an awareness of mine now like I, I don't want to worry about my kingdom right well and I think that's what I'm trying to say is like it's not just a, a, a mystical God's a kingdom God's kingdom is in your life so right. yes while you might have been really focused on pursuing your career God is still there with you in that right. career like right. he's still leading you to whatever colleges you needed to go to right. and things like that like again like I, that's you what really I'm just saying I'm trying Nebraska. to blurry the line <laughs> totally led me to Nebraska it's not my fault they're bad at football now <laughs> I have high hopes for Matt Rule I really do uh, so he says it this way and I think it's I think he's saying what we're trying to say we need to run our lives by his kingdom rules so so yes, yes he he you know, he wants us to hunt. He wants us to work. He wants us to build. He wants us to raise our families, but he wants to be an intricate part, the intricate part of it. He, he wants us to measure our success by his, you know. Uh, measuring stick. That's right, his measuring stick. Uh, the, uh, the word of God are the rules that we live our life by, you know. And so I, I, don't, I don't think it's one of those things you have to, can you have your cake and eat it too? You know, uh, the Lord absolutely wants us to uh, enjoy the things that he has provided for us, but he wants us to keep them in perspective. And, and you know, one thing here that John said about the kingdom, it's not a geographical territory, but sovereignty and dominion. Yeah. And so if God is having sovereignty and dominion over our lives, th- then he's not going to lead us to, you know, what would the word be? Uh, laser focus on our career to the point that we, you know, block him out. He's not going to lead us to laser focus on our uh, husband or slash wife and kids that we block him out. Uh, He's going to be an integral, the integral part in that life. Does that make sense? Well, I think it circles back to what you said about Abraham, which was he was obedient. Right. And that's, I suppose, what we need to be in all of this process. And I guess, again, talking about prayer, another reoccurring theme for myself the last few years has been obedience. Right. Am I being obedient to yeah. what God wants me to do Amen. in this situation, in that situation, and just in everything is obedience. So that brings us to that next phrase, thy will be done. 
thy will be done. We must pray for God's will to be done because, no, it is not always done. Uh, now, we could go down a rabbit hole, but I don't think we should. I brought it just in case we, we wanted to. Uh, you know, we've joked before about, you know, us loving John MacArthur so much, but John is an unapologetic, you know, Calvinist. With that said, uh, I've got two pages here in his own book <laughs> that he he completely, I would say, and these are Ben Kingston's words, he shows the dichotomy between a Calvinist that has bought in to the point that he neglects and rejects God's word that speaks against Calvinism. He embraces that in this book. So in other words, I, I call him an honest Calvinist. Uh, and, and he really delineates the lines. If, you, if you're struggling in those areas, these two or three pages that he wrote are just fantastic. Uh, and and to, to sum it up, uh, you know, he, he basically says that, yes, God is sovereign, but yes, man has free will. And those two uh, are not contradictory in the greater expansion, if you will, of God's will. Just because you and I can't understand it doesn't mean that it's not real, you know. And so he basically says, you got to leave all this stuff to God. You know, you got to leave all these hypotheticals. You got to leave all these contradictions. You know, well, I thought, you know, leave that to God. And, and so God is sovereign, but yes, man ha has a will. And now you and I just have to make sure that we're obeying, you know, it, with our will. You know, we're praying, thy will be done. Comments? Well, I won't be able to use his analogy, but I heard him preach on that subject, and he described it as it's almost as if they're they're two they're parallel roads, mm. and we're trying, and nobody can quite. They want them to intersect, and they want, but it's they're just parallel road. Is that the analogy in the book? Y yes, it, he uses that terminology. Okay. And uh, and it was. I understood what he was saying, but in the end, what he's saying is we can't understand the things of God, so just leave it alone. Right. That's it. And I think that's yeah. one of the mysteries of yeah. the gospel. Right. Well, so Larry says uh, that God's will and God himself has the best answers to life's questions. So then he says how, because he, he says in this part, he said th this is the question for us. How are we going to stand for our convictions and still show our compassion? And, and then how are we going to show our compassion and still stand for our convictions? Mm -hmm. you know? And again, God's the only one that can do that. You know, he, he says, love your enemies. You know? Yeah, we've been talking about this a lot in our small group is the reoccurring theme of you can't win anyone to the Lord without loving them. That's right. You, you're not you going to win somebody that you're fighting cannot fight your way it, it's just contradictory to who jesus was on the planet that's right um and so you know there's a lot of things that i think sometimes we think oh well that's too that sin is too bad or i've got to stand on this but in fact we just need to love people where they are right. and let god do the rest that's it that's it okay. well so uh i think we can I got about 10 more minutes so if you want to take a break that's good or if not we can just trudge through Okay, we can take a little break. Um, so let's do this. Let's go ahead and do 
my uh, Thanksgiving categories. So I just pilfered these off of Pinterest. <laughs> um, and so I, I was going to try to make it a little bit more lively for the audience, but I think what we're just going to do is I'm going to give you guys a, a category of Thanksgiving. Okay. And then Brad is going to play our tense thinking music okay. for... 30 seconds or a minute. What do we, what do we want to do? 30 seconds. Let's do 30 seconds. And, and we'll we, see. So what you have to do is I'm going to, well, okay, I have to get a random letter generator. Give me a second. I thought okay. I was prepared tonight. I wasn't. We're going to need a pen, it sounds and like. There, yes, we need a pen. I'm ready. Dumb. I know Google has random letter generators. I use them at school. Um, Cheesy board games is where I shine. <laughs> yes, yes. Do, do we know the point of this game I yet? I think we, I'm sorry, Brad, we did have them. Yes, okay, so you're going to get your your topic, and right. then I'm going to give you a random letter. Okay. And then you're going to get 30 seconds, and you have to come up with something that begins with that, that letter. letter. That, that So like Thanksgiving, you have number one is Thanksgiving food. So you have to name something that starts with that letter that is Thanksgiving food. Oh, And okay. then number two. So you're trying to see how many, there's 10 things here. You're trying to see how many of the 10 that you can write down okay. within the 30 seconds. Okay. So I was, I was also going to play to our um, strengths here, which is probably cheating. Food. But um, food, yeah. I was going to say, you get football. Oh. Do you, want, do you want Thanksgiving family or Thanksgiving dinner? Uh, dinner for sure. Okay, you can pass this one to her, and then I think I will take uh, uh, a I I will take family. I will take family, and then here's this. You can write it down on these, on our little round thingies. Okay. okay. Wow, this is awesome. Random letter generator. I'm going to generate random letter, and it's a B. So you have to come up with things that begin with the letter B. Brad, thank you for starting the music. You may start now. Time, Brad. Hit the timer. Good job. Okay, so stop writing. Oh man. I okay. So and then we're gonna <laughs> share what which ones we came up with. Um, and I think I will probably post one of these topics, um, on wow. the Facebook post so that the audience can join in and, sure. and give us their answers. So I'll start. I had the family category. So I got one, two, three, four, five. Of them down. So the first one was name of a family member. We have Brian. Cool. Bees was really great for that Man. one. Um, city where a family member lives. Bryant, Arkansas. Man. <laughs> family nicknames. Bub. <laughs> for right. Benjamin. I call right. Benjamin Bubba. Bub. Um, and then seven was vacation destination is Britain. Because hopefully that's where I'm going to go in the summer. Ooh. And then eight is favorite family meal. I put beans and cornbread. Because it's most of the family's yeah. favorite. I, I don't like it. So the, those are the ones we That's get. That's good, babe. Okay, Dad, what, what were yours? So football. Uh, Oof, that's fo hard with B. <laughs> football team, Boston Patriots, right? New England. New England. We'll give it to you on a technicality. Yeah, well, good, because I'm going to use it again. <laughs> uh, on a football field, I couldn't come up with anything. Team mascot, a bull. 
you know, yeah, bull the is Longhorns. Used. That's yeah. close. Uh, football again. coach Belichick. And, yeah. okay. and then Super Bowl winners Boston again, but yeah. it'd be it'd be New England. I, and I thought that don't sound right, but but New England is in Boston, right? Uh, so that's Boston, Boston is in New England. Uh, yeah. Okay. Boston's there you go. In New England. There you go. But uh, New England is also not. Anyways, I mean, technically, it's, it's, we'll give it to you on Boston. a technical. That's we'll, funny. We'll give it to Boston. Uh, but I didn't get to anything else. Something football. Uh, fan would wear football word football player or something you take to a football game so all right i only got good. four very good i love this i'm totally gonna rip this off from you and oh yeah this to like our family thanks well, like i said i got it from pinterest you know yeah. pinterest is awesome it is awesome <laughs> so how many did you get i only got five really wish we would have opted for the full minute um <laughs> i had thanksgiving Sorry. dinner and i had something hot biscuits yeah um a cooking utensil a bunt cake pan yes yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I actually made a bunt cake before I came to church. There you go. Or not. Um, something cold, butter. Yeah. Your favorite food, bread. Yeah. It is my yes. favorite food. Yeah. That was not even, I didn't. It <laughs> wasn't even a lie. No. A, a type of pie, <laughs> butter pecan pie. Yeah, I don't know if that counts. It's more like butter pecan ice, ice cream. cream. I've never yeah. Yeah, had a pie. <laughs> I feel like that's like the Boston and New England <laughs> Technicality. Ooey, 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 gooey butter cake would have worked. That would have worked. Yeah. No, because it starts with ooey. It doesn't yeah. start with butter. I guess one could say I only got four. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so oh, then I'm good. the winner. We'll just. Yeah, yeah. We'll just do <laughs> Molly wins. Molly wins. I win my game. That's yes. Right. Perfect. Um, okay, we can do this later, but let's go ahead and jump back in. Okay. Because I have more. Uh, more well, thingy So the, the next thing that, that I wanted to ask you. I, and, and I, I should have asked him, because I had him in my office for an hour after the first service. He called it the hinge prayer. Did, you, did y'all catch that? The, I did. The hinge prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. He called the hinge Which I prayer. didn't understand it until second service. Okay. So in I kind of got it the first service, okay. but then the second service I mean, just reiterated it. He's talking it. about a hinge. Right. But so it's more of like, like what I was thinking even was... Um, well, I, it just disappeared in my brain. That's okay. But your door, so you swing to God right. or oh, yeah. and get it I from God, this analogy now. and then you take it to your life. So it's kind of like the prayer. So when you're in prayer, you're going to God to get something. And so then he gives you whatever you were seeking. So then that way you can now take it to your life and use it in your life. So it, you're, it's just you are the movement. You're the hinge. Mm. Using the prayer to get something that you're seeking and then taking it that you need need, and then taking it. That he asks you to ask for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I I get that. Uh, So basically, uh, I used here again, uh, I forget now which guy I used, but he broke it. Oh, it was uh, John MacArthur. He says that you've got the source, which is God. You got the seekers, which is us. You've got the schedule, which is daily. You've got the phys- the substance, which is the physical needs, the bread. And then, you know, we are to rely upon the Lord one day at a time. I, as Americans, we don't have to do that. You follow what I'm saying? Now, in reality, we do. Mm-hmm. We, we just, just think we don't. We just, <laughs> don't, minute, we do just don't realize it. Well, I, what I'm getting at is that we have so... The Lord has so blessed us with prosperity. Our life is convenient. Very convenient. We are the, I've said this before, we are the most comfortable society mm-hmm. of all times. Of all we time. don't even like the room to be one degree hotter 
That's or right. cooler than we'd prefer. I mean, that's right. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we've got a microwave that we have a freezer and within literally two minutes, if even we can have our meal ready, you know, a lot of folks go on mission trips. I went on one in college and I saw ladies in a village. They spent their entire day preparing three meals. Right. Right. Their entire day. That's all they did. That's all they did. Right. That's, that's all they could do. And, and you know, whoever provided the food, but they spent their day making food and resting, making food and resting. And then they'd go to sleep, get up the next day and do it all over again. And, we don't live like that, you know. Uh, and and not, I'm not saying that we're below or above that. We just don't have to. Well, if we're not careful, though, we let that prosperity lull us to sleep into thinking, man, we got this, mm-hmm. you know. Well, the reality is, and, and, you know, the Lord did this to me several months ago now, lavish provision. He has lavishly provided for us. Well, we need to lavishly praise him for it and thank him for it. So. Well, and like I think that's though the difference between physical needs and spiritual needs, right? No doubt. We have all of our physical needs met in right. our society, but it's not meeting. And in fact, it's very detrimental to our spirits and our souls. Right. Um, well, because we have way too much time on our hands. We have, <laughs> right. Well, and right. I, I mean, this is making me think about how you said you looked at the stars and you thought, oh my gosh, I haven't even looked at the stars and the, its vastness and how great God is. As a society, we're too busy to look at the we're stars. Um, it's clouded up by sky rises in many places, not here, but in a lot of cities. Right. Yeah, um, you can't see it. And then just we're so, like we said, we're very comfortable. So why do I need God when I've right. already got all this? That's, like, what do right. I need a God for? I think that's part of the society we're in. Um, and they're in the problem for people even thinking they don't stop to think about God. And the expression, you got to get somebody lost before you can get them saved, you know. And and you're not going to get them lost by telling them, yeah, you, you know, you really have it rough. You, you you know, you need better finances. You need a better relationship. No. I mean, all that stuff comes with a relationship with God as far as better this, that, or the other. But your need for God is because of your sin debt, you know. And we're fixing to get into that. Uh, the last three petitions, the us petitions forgive us our debts so you know if whatever sin you cover and this is his line whatever sin you cover he will uncover and whatever sin you uncover he has already covered and so you know this is we need to do this daily lord is there any unclean way in me you know please forgive me anything you guys want to say about forgive us our debts well again um when i started to ask God, help me to pray better. One of the things I started praying, and this again had to come from God because I'm not smart enough to think of these things on my own, was God help me to see sin in my life. Mm. That sins I don't see or that I'm not aware of. or And that is like you say, aunt, prayers he wants to answer. Right. And therefore he did show areas of disobedience. Yeah, if you ask him, he will do it. And so that's been um, something I've added to my prayer mm. life, which was an easy addition just to pray. If you're thinking, I'm not sure how to pray, pray, help me to pray better. Pray, show me sin in my life and help me to change it. That's right. So, In college, uh, someone instructed me to, to do that. And I went to my college room 
And I said, Lord, I haven't had a confessional prayer since I don't know when. So basically since salvation, Lord, what do I need to confess to you that I've never confessed? And I, he took me back to third grade. <laughs> and I was literally on my knees for two hours in my college dorm room. I never will forget that. And since that point, you know, the whole goal has been short accounts with God. You know, basically God's saying, don't ever do that again. Don't rattle off 15 years where you don't ever ask me, you know, are, are you and me okay? Uh, because I basically lived those 15 years unprotected, if you will, unguided in such of that nature. Uh, which is also why I didn't do much for God during that time. Uh, but you can guarantee when you get serious about God, that's one of the first things he's going to do. We, we need to get some things right. Yeah, um, there was a Christian I know well and respect that I heard say, well, I don't really struggle with prayer. And I thought, <laughs> wow. I mean, just pride could be one of them just off the cuff. I don't know. But, I mean, I was thinking that's bold. <laughs> Well, well, but Maybe you got to ask the question. Okay, you don't struggle with prayer. Do you pray? You know, is, is what you'd have to ask, don't you think? Yeah. How, mu- how much time do they pray? You know, I'm sure they well, didn't volunteer like, I don't that. Really, I don't really struggle with sin, and they don't really struggle with, you know, and I was thinking, you don't struggle with any sin. Okay. Right. And I was like. Yeah, that's that's something. Yeah. Your next level, because I struggle with sin. <laughs> you must be varsity. You ready to <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm JV. Yeah. Always, probably. Any comment on, on that, Molly? No, I'm, I'm good. All right. So, uh, forgive us our debts. Uh, again, John MacArthur, the provision, forgive. The plea, us, our, the problem, debts. And then he, he says here, going to the next one, as we forgive our debtors, The principle is simple but sobering. If we have forgiven, we will be forgiven. If we have not forgiven, we will not be Mm -hmm. forgiven. Uh, That's powerful. I feel like forgiveness is, it's one of the hardest. It is. Bitterness. And, and, you know, I mean, all three of us here. uh, Oh, I've struggled with bitterness. Yeah, some to greater levels. uh, But, I mean, we've all had, we've all been wronged. We've all even had perceived wrongs and however you'd say that. Bottom line is, is... He died for that too. Mm-hmm. You know, he took care of it. So, so for you and I not to acknowledge that—that that now we've got problems with our Lord. So, lead us not into temptation. So, what he brought out here was protect me from temptation that would destroy me. Uh, you receive his protection shield. Uh, del- it, it literally means deliver us from the evil one, so that you would be delivered from destruction. Jerry Jolly used to always pray, Lord, protect us from stupid and silly mistakes. You know, and, and I, I still, I try to pray that to this day uh, because I think it's a good prayer. Someone else? Well, when you say deliver us from the evil one, that makes me think um, just what I heard preachers say before about when it comes to our enemy, you know, we're either, a lot of people are in two camps. One, they give the devil more credit than he deserves. Right. The other camp is they pretend that, that the devil really doesn't exist at right. all. So there's right. nothing to worry about at all. And yeah. both are very dangerous camps to be in. Correct. Yeah, uh, because one leads to a lack of faith mm-hmm. and puts the too, too much you know, onus on the devil. He, he is a created being like us. He's, he's, he can't hold a candle to God. But us compared to him, you know, we can't hold a candle to the devil. 
And so, uh, you know, one of the things I always try to stress is don't ever forget you have an enemy. So, so when you sit there and think, I just don't understand why everything's, you know, going to crud. Why, why am I having so much trouble? Well, especially if you have been trying to live for the Lord here recently, the devil hates that. Mm-hmm. And he is going to fight you. Yeah, it's kind of like when they're persecuting you, you know you're doing something right. That's right. That, that's right. Yeah, the, the, the hottest part of the battle is right before the victory. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, we covered this years ago. Um, we were studying when Jesus was tempted yes. in the wilderness. Yes. And it was some points about when Satan t- tempts us. He tempts us when we're at our weakest. Right. He tempts us when we're on the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. Right. He tempts us when we're about, when Jesus was about to enter his ministry. The, the, you know, and I feel like when we are doing the right things, when we're about to start something mm-hmm. that is going to really serve the kingdom, mm-hmm. or if we're knocking it out of the park, like these are times when I feel like Satan's like really at trying, trying his best That's to right. knock us down. Which brings that uh, comment back. You know, I, I don't really struggle with prayer. <laughs> so or so, sin. It was yeah, sin or too. sin. Okay, yeah, I, don't, I don't struggle with sin. I don't yeah. really struggle with prayer. I was like, what? <laughs> Okay. So, it's awesome. So, yeah, so I would think you're not in the trenches then. You know, right. you're, you're not you're not drawing fire from the enemy. You know, uh, because when you and I are knocking it out of the park, we are in the trenches. We are drawing fire. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and even if things still are quote unquote going well, that's all the more attribute. Yeah, attributing to God's power. Not not only. Uh, is he leading and guiding us and blessing us? He's protecting us, you know, from the devil's onslaught, you know, from the deceitfulness of our flesh, from the confirmation of this world. That's a God thing. You know, only God can do that. So to end it up here, he just says, For thine is the kingdom. I recognize your power over my life. I give you the credit, and I deserve none. Our Father Jesus is praying with us. Uh, you know, he brought that out. Uh, don't question in the dark what he has made clear in the light. All right, well, those are the notes that I took, and th- this has been a very fruitful you know, conversation for me just to hear you guys' perspective and, and the such, and, and I, I hope and pray those listening you know, stop this on occasion and just think through some of the things. That, there's been some pretty you know, deep thoughts thrown out there, uh, and so these are all things good to think through. Well, and I think I also just liked that you know, he's talking about prayer, which is something that we've talked about is difficult for our current generations and I think for any generation which is why the disciples asked Jesus this question but this answer is in the Bible so we have everything we need like if you can't find a resource outside of the Bible you don't need the resource outside of the Bible right. you this is in Matthew 6 verses 9 through uh, 13 and this is the prayer that Jesus suggests us to pray and you know while you ask Jesus show me or God, reveal your truth in this to me like he can god can lead you to all of these thoughts and um that larry barker brought to us simply by reading it in your bible too absolutely and And that's actually something that um, we talked about in our small group is just taking the lord's prayer and kind of riffing on the lord's prayer like that's Mm -hmm. a skeleton Mm -hmm. if you will and so start with hallowed be thy name and just riff on that which is essentially adoration or praise you bet um and then you're gonna get to confession Mm -hmm. you do get to thanksgiving you do get to 
asking for forgiveness, forgiving right. others. Provision. It's all in there. You're right. It's all in the right. Lord's Prayer. And you don't have to just say that verbatim, but maybe no. say it and then take a, you know, take a little riff off of that. and. Right. Right. Say well, your own. Say that in your own words. Like in prayer, because we talk about like rote prayer, how it is okay to have prayers that you have memorized. Yeah, prepared prayers. But yeah. then to be sincere, and I think part of that sincerity is being open, like mm-hmm. coming with an open heart and an open mind, trying to listen to the Holy Spirit. And I think that because we went through this prayer retreat as a family, and so like I use this now to build my prayers whenever I do pray. Um, and, <laughs> and it does like, you know, I, I start with the praise. And so then I think, okay, what, what do I need to praise God about today? Or what do I need to yield today? What do I need to repent for today? What do I need to ask for today? And it's the Holy Spirit who leads me to the things that I need to pray about at that time, because it's a conversation. Absolutely. Uh, I, Go ahead. Well, I was just thinking when it comes to, and I want to give this analogy correctly, but like we give a tithe of our our money. I think of prayer as a tithe of our time Mm -hmm. because you have time, talent, and your treasure. Um, And so I think of my days where I make it a point to sit and pray Mm. silently, quietly somewhere else. And now, you know, it's not odd for my family for me to say, I'm going to go in my room and pray. Um, which would have been weird, by the way, 10 years ago. If I would have said that, they would have been Wait, like, what? Are you okay? What? Right, what's going on? She's making that up. She's going to go take a bath. I know it. Um, but now it's, you know, that's something that's become more normal. But I find that when I take that time to be still, like he has commanded us to do, to mm. be still, to pray, um, then the rest of my day is less chaotic. Like somehow, yeah. you know how you always say, I wish I could just find more time in the day. And it's the days that I don't pray, that I didn't use, like, I don't have time, quote, to pray, that everything right. goes huh. amiss. Yeah, trust me. And I lose more time. I feel like right. um, it's just like when you tithe financially and you think, well, I mean, this feels like a lot of money. Can I trust God with this <laughs> money that is a lot? And it feels like a lot because there's so much and kids and bills and all the things. Um, but God has proven himself more than faithful right. with that. So why you can't really afford not to. Why, exactly. Right. Why wouldn't our time right. in prayer be the same? It is. In, in the same sense. Does that make, does uh, that make sense yes. to you? I, I truly believe that. The scripture says, redeeming the time for the days are evil. You know? and, and I believe that that can be argued, if you will, that that's one of the ways to redeem the time is to give that first fruits of the day to the Lord. One pastor put it this way, you know, he says, guys, I know all of you have done it. You've come into your office and you've set aside the first whatever, you know, to the Lord. And you're going through your list and you're praying and your phone rings. And you're trying to be a good pastor and you know that most likely there's somebody on the other end. This is before the days of cell phones. And he said, but I just want you, the next time that happens, I want you to ask yourself the question or tell yourself the statement. I'm talking to the Lord of glory. He, he knows who's on the other line of that, you know, end of that line. He knows what they need. Why don't I just take that to him and I'll call him later? You know, you're talking to the Lord of glory. There's nobody on this planet that's more important, you know, than that. And so I, I can't say that I've always passed that test as much as I've always thought through that, that, 
you know, and, and that was a time that I was not, you know, giving the Lord, if you will, his time at the first uh, of the day. All right, guys, this has been an awesome discussion. Thank you so much, Tara, for joining yes. us tonight. I did want to, we have like a minute, yeah. um, end with just a little bit of Thanksgiving. Like Thanksgiving is a part of our prayer that we've been talking about, and Thanksgiving is also coming up. So uh, we will not have a BRH session next week. I hope everyone enjoys this holiday with their family and friends. Um, but I just like one or two things that you are thankful for in general or even more specifically this year and this time. Tara, do you want to go first? Yeah, um, I, I, interesting we're talking about prayer. Um, I'm thankful for I've had majorly <laughs> answered prayers. Mm. And I won't get too specific other than to say that I am thankful um, for changes in my family, uh, just awesome changes in our home and our marriage, and um, that's attributed to prayer. There is no doubt. Um, so I would say I'm thankful for a spiritual growth that I've seen in our household, um, and I'm still praying for that to continue. Um, but I'm also thankful for this church that there's just things are on the move. Amen. And it's just that's also an answer to prayer. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful to God for answering prayer. Right. right. Amen. Dad. Uh, yes. And I would have to ditto to that. In the last six months, it's it's been, of course, it's been a two-year journey in this respect. But in the last six months, it's just almost been a refrain that when an issue or problem comes up, the Lord says, ask me. Ask me. You know, don't, don't connive it. Don't plant seeds. Don't try to make it happen. Ask me. You know, let this be between you and me and watch me work. And boy, I'm telling you, you know, unbelievable things. Um, and so I'm also, uh, Bo got his first deer uh, three nights ago, and uh, it was due to a family basically just showering us with the opportunity, you know. Uh, and, and so that was, a, that was cool. That was cool. I'm embarrassed to say I don't know what... I mean, I'm thankful for a lot of things. <laughs> but you guys are really spiritual with yours. I uh, didn't mean to be spiritual, no, for the I'm record. Not, I'm not <laughs> saying I don't have spiritual thankfulness. Um, I just really didn't think... Like I said, I thought I prepared, and I really didn't. I really didn't prepare well, for this, this at all. But this was meant to be a, an ad-lib, you know, night. Yes, yes, and it kind of was. I mean, I, I, I'm just thankful, I guess, for my family. And, um, I mean, like, when I pray, I always... Dad, you always say uh, the past, present, and future health and wealth, measure of health and wealth that I bring, and houses, riches, cars, and lands. And um, I like this year, I was blessed with an income, a raise, which was really, I mean, yeah, it was a huge yeah. blessing, especially with, you know, all the fun stuff happening in the economy. And then the fact that I wanted to, like, I want to go to Britain. And so I'm excited about that. And I needed that income to help me get there. So I'm thankful for that. And, um, I'm thankful for friends. Like I have Danny, who I'm going to go see in Britain. Is We are encouraging each other right now to pray, actually, every day. I haven't done it today um, for a, sp a specific need in our life yeah. and something that we have come together, and that's been a really big blessing. Um, and it's encouraged me to pray more, but then also like this specific thing, it's kind of like, I guess made me more tender to the Holy Spirit in this need. Like instead of just coming, requesting, and like I don't think I'd ever demand it, but requesting this specific need, it's more of a thy will be done situation and, and show me how I can actually work in your kingdom right now 
when I'm just asking for this and still needing it, like I can still work for you even in this season. So that's what I'm thankful for. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you like and share the, cause this is an online exclusive. No one was here to listen live right. except for Brad in the back in the sound booth. So if you hear it, you are one of the chosen few. I hope you share it with everyone that would like to listen. And we will see you after the Thanksgiving break. <laughs>